Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, and my name is Peter. Now, Mike had to uh, take the week off, but stepping in in his uh, spot here, I got uh, John from Now in Technicolor Podcast. What's up, John? Not a whole lot, man. How's it going? Uh, glad to be here. Uh, I think this is actually going to be really fun when you asked me to do it. I, I It was over a movie that I've seen a bunch of times and uh, one I've seen uh, at least a few times. And it's actually, they're both very heavily contrasting. They they really are, you know, and uh when we were kicking around ideas for a guest host, uh, you immediately came to mind because this movie does go so far back. And on your show, you have uh, tackled some uh, older movies as well. Uh So why don't you go ahead and take a moment to kind of tell the listeners about uh, your show? All right, everybody. Well, uh, I host a uh, podcast called Now in Technicolor. Uh, it is basically me and Smashly and J-Man and his two film buffs because me and Ashley love film, uh, Smashly love films and, uh, J-Man hasn't seen a whole lot of them. So it was finally my way to kind of like, uh, force him into watching a lot more movies. And, uh, over the course of it, he's actually gotten into it. He's really enjoyed it. So it's very fun. I mean, we, we literally tackle movies from any time period. Uh, as long as it's on film, we will, we will watch it. Basically, we've watched a lot of stuff from like the 1930s, the 50s up to uh like 2000s and stuff like that. So we're always uh trying to have a good time. It's real fun. We enjoy some craft beers while uh being real laid back and having a nice discussion. So, uh yeah, you can kind of find us uh, at Now in Tech Pod on Twitter and Now in Tech Pod dot Weebly dot com. So uh, and we're on iTunes. So you can check us out. Yeah, it's it's a great show. Uh, it's you guys probably have my favorite intro like ever. You know, I, I just love that song. I I had to ask you who who's it by, what's it called, and I listen to it all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know everybody has uh, their different feelings on intros and things and uh, the way they do them because uh, I listen to a lot of people with a lot of custom intros, just like I know uh, you do. Uh, you've got some custom ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I I dabble a little bit in and li- uh, little. I, I'm actually very proud of that intro, to be honest with you, because you know trying to cut that, cut some of these songs into like certain ways to make them say what do like what you want is actually kind of hard, and to cutting that cutting that to fit so perfectly from the beginning of that song to pull into the chorus and all the setup, I'm really proud of that uh, intro. So that is actually my favorite one I've ever made. Yeah, you know, cause you go, you want to get the timing right and you don't want it too long or too short, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, I think, I think it's great, man. Uh, Thank you. I think, Thank you. yeah, obviously we became friends a few months ago and I just want to pimp out your first episode of Bloodsport, right? Yep. Was Bloodsport. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that and I don't know how long after, but you also released Singing in the Rain. That was the second episode. It was the second. Okay. Yes, yes. Cause I was just like, well, that's a big jump there from Bloodsport to Singing in the Rain. And that's kind of what got me is just like, okay, man, there's like, um, 
you know, you, you're not like limited to uh, a certain certain decades or anything like that. Kind of like how I am. Like, you know, I do mostly yeah. mostly 80s and 90s, but obviously, I kind of like a uh, venture outside those decades every now and again. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, literally, the premise of the show was just set up to. I mean, watch anything. I mean, I, what my suggestion at the beginning of the show after, during the first episode was that, uh, what we were going to do is all each write down five movies, uh, whether you had seen them, whether you hadn't seen them and then just stick them in the bowl. And, um, from that point, we just kind of kept doing that. And as we got down a little bit, uh, we have, we allow other people to suggest movies to throw in the bowl. So, I mean, there's no telling what ends up in this bowl in the end because, uh, and we highly suggest and, and, uh, would hope anybody, if they listen to send us suggestions, we'll throw them in the bowl and, uh, we'll give you a shout out when we pick them because we write everybody's name down under, uh, the suggestion. So that way, uh, when we get them, we will actually let people know whose movie this was before we watch it. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's um well edited and everything. It's a joy to listen to. Thank uh you when so much. I yeah, no problem, man. Uh when I suggested an episode, I ended up on it. So uh I was a guest on The Raid, the Indonesian uh martial arts flick. Yes, and it's a fantastic uh that is a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed uh sitting down talking with you about it. And you were actually my uh very first uh crossover guest period i mean like literally you're my first guest on the show so i mean i really appreciate you for coming on man oh yeah no problem well thanks for for having me um uh you know you and i we're still in the middle of like doing some crossovers as well so you'll, oh yeah you'll be making a couple of appearances on my show and then i still got one more on yours so, oh yes sir uh, soon come soon come i can't wait i can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun all right, so we are here to talk about a couple mummy movies uh, in, in anticipation uh, of the release of the 2017 Tom Cruise's The Mummy, yeah. which uh, I, I haven't looked into that film at all, like as far as the source material. Is it based on anything? Do you have any idea by chance? Uh I'm not entirely certain. I haven't looked into it too much. From what I can gather, uh, I just think it's basically just a recreation of the entire story of the mummy and just yeah. going from there. And they just want to restart the whole thing, I guess, because they want to, from what my understanding is, they're kind of hoping to restart the mo- movie monster genre. And I, I think they're looking for the mummy to do well. So that way they can then, you know, do like, werewolf and frankenstein and the invisible man again and stuff like that so i mean so it, it wouldn't be tied to the wolfman would it the one with benicio del toro i don't know I thought that was gonna be the the jump start of it which didn't do too well well it just didn't do too well i mean that's for one damn thing but i don't know that's just what i'm hearing man that's what i'm hearing i'm not entirely certain but uh that's kind of what i'm hearing yeah, I I saw the trailer maybe once or twice, and I did catch that the uh, the actress that's playing the mummy is the one who played like Gazelle in Kingsman. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty badass in that one. So I I think she'll she'll do fine. Uh, I haven't decided yet if I'll watch it in the theater. I'll I, th- I think I'm gonna wait to kind of hear word of mouth. You know what people thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I might give it that myself, but I might actually just wait till it comes out on video and then watch it. Yeah, I don't know if I mean, I'm, I, I'm not the hugest Tom, I'm not really like a big Tom Cruise fan, so, uh, not a huge sell for me. Not a huge sell for me. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like, um, to me, he, he's like, you know, one of our more bankable, uh, actors, but, 
just from what I've seen, it, it looks almost like Jack Reacher meets the mummy. You know, I, I, I still want a mummy movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, the trailer's not quite giving me that, so I'm not quite yet sold. I'm sure it'll, it'll be fine, but yeah, I, I think either, um, it's gotta be great or like you, I'll probably was... wait for the home release. Yeah, no, I, I think I was honestly thinking Mission Impossible meets the mummy, but. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty much. Another Tom Cruise action movie with a mummy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and you know why they're doing it. Because of this other movie we're going to talk about here very shortly after this uh first one here we're about to get into. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Cause, cause I'm going to bring me, this like, back up later. I'm going to okay, bring this back it. up. I got you. Okay. Okay. I was like, uh, I was waiting for that drop. So I was like, I, th- I thought you were going to tell me for a second. Oh, okay. no, no. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Get away. Got it. Okay. So the Mummy 1932, which is the uh, original film, this one was directed by I'm going to guess the pronunciation, but uh, Carl F- uh, Freind, and uh, this one yep. stars Borla, uh, Boris, Boris Karloff, Karloff, very well known. Uh, he plays the the Mummy in this movie. Also, uh, his name is uh, Imhotep, and mm-hmm. plays an Egyptian Ardith Bay uh, as well in. Uh, the 10 years later uh, part. Zita Johan is Helen, uh, which is the, I guess you could call her a love interest, uh, kind of. Well, and, she, uh, uh, she plays Exunumon. So yeah, that would be, uh, the woman he has, uh, fiended over or, uh, fawn. What, I guess what is the word there? Um, Really actually like completely lost his shit over for about yeah. three, four thousand years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, uh, he's been searching for her like forever. That's a long time, man. There's, there's other women out there. <laughs> well, it is, but, uh, it, it's very, it's very wild because, uh, through this story you learn that, uh, literally he has, this isn't the first time he's actually rezzed this body. Or her yeah. soul. She's done this multiple times through the years, and each time he did it wrong. Also, we got uh, a couple other actors, David Manners and Arthur Byron, who who play uh, Frank and yeah. Sir Joseph Wemple. Uh, let's see, we got Ralph. Uh, no, Ralph is played by Bramwell Fletcher, this young uh, archaeologist who yes. is the one who resurrects the uh, Imhotep. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else we want to mention? I think that's I think that's, that's about that's got it. it. I mean, okay. pretty much the story centers mostly around Frank and um, Zeta as Helen, and uh, you know Boris Karloff and uh, Doctor Wimble. So uh, yeah, Wimple. Yeah, Wim- Wimple. Wimple. And just yeah, briefly. So the mummy was just brought back uh, inadvertently uh, to life through the the magic scroll, which was found by the team of archaeologists. And then we cut to 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, the mummy is now just a normal man walking around as an Egyptian. And, uh, you know, he's searching for his long lost love, uh, whom he thinks Helen is the reincarnation of said woman. And, uh, what can you tell us about the 99 movie? All right. So the 1999 mummy is actually directed by Stephen Summers. It actually stars Brendan Fraser and, um, and uh Rachel Wise and John Hannon, uh Arnold Vol- Volslew, who's actually uh Emotep in this one, and um Ooh, Oded Oded Fear, who plays uh Ardith Bay. 
who actually happens to be the head of this secret sect of uh, people that actually have been elected over the course of time to uh, keep Hominoptera secret from the actual rest of the world. So no one can actually find Imhotep because of the fact that if he is raised, it will raise, you know, death upon the world. And you have Brandon Fraser's character, um, who is actually... Rick O'Connell in this movie uh, that actually has stumbled across uh, Hominoptera with his gang of uh, what was sorry with his army brothers and end up with a fight with another uh, gang of uh, people in this and end up in a bloodbath. I mean, total bloodbath. When you first meet them, you have uh, him and that little scrawny ass dude. Uh, I'm brain farting his name Benny? right now. Benny. Benny. Yeah. Uh, and. Literally, Benny is just screwing him over at every chance from the moment this happens, and he ends up in prison, and from that point, you have uh, Rachel, who is uh, Evelyn, that actually you meet her, and then she happens to get a hold of this scroll that, or that's actually a little key piece that has a map inside uh, that then she somehow gets introduced to um, Brandon Frazier's character from that point. I guess it's because her brother actually stole that key piece from him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whole story ensues. I mean, from that point, you get into this whole action-adventure story, where, uh, which is a lot different from the 1932 version. I mean, the 1932 version seems a lot more uh, like, at that point, they were going for more suspense and really just trying to uh, play with people. And then in this one, they, they went uh, with a little suspense, but at the most, most part, it's really just a, a, a science fiction action movie. Yeah, it, it really is, you know. Uh, so we're speaking about the tone right now, and that is something to, that I did notice. Um, I think after watching both movies, I kind of looked into it just a little bit because I I don't think I really knew like um, how close this was as far as the remake it was. And according to Stephen Summers, it was more just a, like a loose remake. Oh, but yeah, there are loose. a lot of scenes that are very paralleled uh, to, to each other with some uh, minor uh, differences. But uh, you mentioned it. The 1932 movie is kind of played a little bit more creepy, uh, especially with a lot of things surrounding the mummy. Even in his human form, uh, he's a lot more creepy. Uh, he's older. He's a little bit more stiff. Yep. And in the 99 version, you know, he's like an actual man moving around, uh, kind of, you know, very strong. Yeah, once you know, he finally and, gets all his uh, organs back in the 99 movie uh, and, and happens to ingest those and then sucks the life force uh, out of uh, a number of other people, he gets his full body back. It's not, you know, and it's not even kind of crusty or wrinkly or drawn back like the other one. No, he gets a nice, fresh like nine, you know, thirty-year-old body. Now, what do you think about that? Like, what, what do you think about the look uh, of of uh, each character in both movies? You know, honestly, I think uh, the 1932 Boris Karloff actually carries more menace with his character uh, because, I mean, that's that's what Karloff is actually known for. I mean, that was that's his thing uh, is to actually be a very menacing, very. Uh, a scary looking figure uh in all pretty much every one of his roles and i mean uh, we discussed it with uh fear of our you know arsenic and old lace you know there's a running gag about how um 
Johnny is supposed to actually be Boris Karloff because he plays that character in that play uh, that was actually running. And, you know, I mean, versus the actual guy that plays Emo or the other guy that plays Emotep in uh, the 99 version, I mean, he doesn't have as much menace with him. But uh, he he just doesn't have as much menace. But he is definitely, if I was to fight either one of them, I would rather fight Boris Karloff's mummy than I would the one from 99. Because that one from 99 is going to make this a giant pain in the ass. And probably going to kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's more like a scorned lover, right? Like yeah, he, he is actually the true definition of a scorned lover in this film. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, I wouldn't mess with him either, but, uh, I do like the Boris Karloff's, uh, portrayal just because, uh, you know, to co- equate some, to something that we, uh, are more familiar with, with now, you know, I think of like Jason or Mike Myers, you know, who's this big, uh, presence that kind of moves a lot slower, you know, a little bit more stiff, you know, and so that's kind of how Boris Karloff uh, kind of plays that. Uh, you know, kind of slow walking and just, uh, just creepy, a really creepy guy. Um, so in the 99 version, when he becomes a human being, you know, physically, yeah, I wouldn't want to match up with the guy, but as far as the look, I'm not scared. You know, this is a mummy no. movie. We don't really quite see him in the mummified form. We see him in like the, the rotting well, form? Well, we do. Which, we do. We see him well, in like a rotting form. We don't ever get to see him as like right. a fresh mummified corpse, but we actually do get to see him as like the rotting corpse as he's like coming back together and the fresh tendons coming back in. I mean, that's kind of the thing though. I kind of, I kind of want me a mummy with, you know, with your traditional mummy look, you know, the, uh, the, the, the wrappings and stuff like that. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could have done that, but uh, I don't know if it would have had that good. I don't know how that would have worked at the beginning of this. I mean, literally, they should have actually had the wrappings, but uh, I guess <laughs> I figured the, the scarabs had already torn all of those to shit because he was okay, buried no, in a, a lot point. of scarabs and they did yeah. eat most of his body. So uh, you got you got that and. You gotta think about this. It came out in 99, and you gotta think about what came out in 99, and there was a lot of action movies come out in 99. Phantom a lot of, Menace? You know. Six Sins? Oh yeah, I mean, there was a lot of big box office in that, in Matrix. 99. Oh yeah. yeah. Seriously? Come on. Uh, so, that's what they were going for with the tone in this one, versus the first ones. They were going for, you know, big action movies, something that was going to make a lot of money in the box office and trying to compete with, like you said, The Matrix, The Phantom Menace and uh, other films. And so I don't think we were going to get a highly creepy like version uh, of The Mummy as far as that goes. Now, maybe that's what they're trying to do with this remake now is they're trying to make it a lot more creepy. But then again, uh, from what we've kind of talked about i think it's more of a big action fucking movie and i think that's the reason is it seems more like that a it's got tom cruise in it and b the 1999 version was a big kind of like more of an action version so i think they're really trying to play more off of that than the actual like creep factor which that's what i want to see i want to see an actual like scary ass version like an actual suspense thriller right that fucks with your mind version of the mummy. That's what I want to see. Maybe this new one will surprise us because it does look like in, in one scene of the trailer, uh, it looked like Tom Cruise himself is like, uh, cursed as well. 
you know. For, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, all I can think about is like that Robin Hood with friggin' uh, what's his face in it, uh, Gladiator. I'm brain farting right now. Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. All I can think about is that friggin' Robin Hood with Russell Crowe in it, and that was just so bad. Such a bad movie. Yeah, I missed out on that one, dude. Man. Have you not uh, seen that? I, it's so no, bad. I, I you gotta watch this. Out on it. Really? Yeah, you gotta okay. watch it. You gotta watch it just to see how bad it is. Because like, I do like Robin Hood, though. I love Robin Hood. I love the story of Robin Hood, but this was was just it didn't. It was very. It didn't even hit the target. Like he didn't even kind of hit that the a target. Pun? Yeah, it's a play. <laughs> it's a pun on the fact that they shoot arrows. I see you. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the backstory. I, I don't feel like there's too many differences, really. Uh, that, that's one of the big ones for me uh, when I did watch the 1932 version, which, by the way, uh, we we did talk off mic about this, and you've seen both movies uh, a number of times, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first time I had seen the 1932 Mummy. I don't often go back and watch movies, you know, this old especially. I mean, this is, what, 80... 70 years old well you think about that like uh, 1932 so 70 and then 80 about 85 years wow yeah that's a long time this might be i feel like it's our oldest movie i I know we definitely did uh the man who knew too much uh both versions heck yeah 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 both hitchcock movies and I think that one was like forty the something. Man who, it, is it not the man who knew too little? The man who knew. Oh too wait, little? no, or is it man no, who that's knew a, too that's much? That's no, no, Bill wait, Murray. That's Bill Murray. That's what I was like. Wait, no, wait, never mind. <laughs> I, man who, who I think knew I too made little that same mistake too. Yeah, the man who knew too much, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, either way, yeah, yeah but surprisingly, like this didn't feel like it was that old. You know, I, I you could have placed it, or it could have came out in the fifties, and I would have known the difference. To be honest with you, yeah. Uh, with the exception of like a, a few things, like well, the, the effects, especially. You know, uh, again, you and I t- kind of talked off Mike about the the end scene of nineteen thirty two when he kind of decomposes, and uh, I we you know we both like the effect of that. Oh, it was a, it was a good effect. It was well it's done. Great. It's just unfortunate that they had to cut away from it and couldn't think of anything practical. Well, it's not even that. It's just, it's because it was 1932. They, you gotta think about this. Like, I don't, you know, old movies like this, there's, there's a suspense factor and there's literally like a a point of, we'll show you up to this point and then we cut away and leave your mind to imagine the rest of it. Uh, it's, it's like old jokes that they make. Like if you, like the thin man and stuff like that, there's tons of jokes, like dirty ass jokes all in these movies, but they're just done in such a, a fine way that they're not as, uh, Bulger is is that and they're a lot more subtle uh there's a lot more subtlety to a lot of these old films when it comes into stuff like that whereas nowadays no we're 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 a society where we want to see it we want to see this guy's head like right. completely turn into dust and fall away yeah you're absolutely right like i i uh tend to forget that uh very often you know when we're revisiting like uh older movies uh they were different times there were different censorships uh things that yeah well you were, gotta think about this allowed. as well uh through the period of like 1929 to uh 19 midsummer of 1934 is actually a period in film where there were no regulations 
this was the oh. period in time where they were changing between silent films into uh, like color films or like actual talkie films with sound to them as as they went. And up until about 1934, there were no regulations on films, so like literally a lot of them. Even with the subtlety, like a lot of the, the they had a lot of storylines and like jokes and they, they showed a lot more things that were closer to actual real life. Uh, if you watch some of these, like they tried to portray more stuff like that in the films. It, whereas when you get pre midsummer of 1934 or post, sorry, post summer of 1934, uh, there's more regulations. Uh, women aren't as strong in roles as they were between 29 and 34. Um, uh, And just the dynamics of a lot of stuff changed at that point. Like jokes that you could tell had to be turned down all sorts of things. It's very, it's called pre-coded Hollywood. If, if, you're interested in film and you, and you, you, ha, you have a thing about history. You should look into it. It's actually a very interesting subject and it's actually, uh, really fun to go wh- and while you're, if you like old films and watching old films like that, you'll notice a lot of differences between the way they come out then and then as they progress through time and then how everything kind of is somewhat changing to that, like, as time goes back to like stronger female characters again, um, and a lot, a lot more deeper stories, I think, with actual equality through them. Yeah, I definitely like the the history of, of film and stuff like that. I I did see like an article, something about like, uh, like you know what what you're saying about this um, uh, coding uh, in Hollywood pre-code. Mm-hmm. Is that what you it said? was called pre-code. Yeah. Pre-code. Yeah, I did see something of that. So I I didn't even know what that was. Um, so there's definitely uh. A lot more differences in the 99 version. Uh, first off, it's uh, twice as long. Oh, well, yeah. Almost twice as long. Uh, but they do have like this ongoing war with the French Legion right now, uh, mm-hmm. which I do want to ask you, is is uh, Rick, is he American? He is American. Well, because here's the thing. Like they keep referring to this other uh, team of archaeologists and uh, and tomb hunters or whatever you want to call them. He keeps calling them like, oh, our American friends, as if he's not himself. Like is Rick – was he written to be something else and like Brendan Fraser just couldn't like uh, do the accent? So they're just like, oh, go with your regular accent. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he was supposed to originally be British. Maybe he was supposed to be British, but he couldn't. But, you know, Fraser can't do a British accent, but I have no idea. Uh, but literally, it's the brother that makes the joke to our American friends the entire time. Like, Fraser never yeah. says that. It's actually uh, her brother Jonathan. that constantly is Jonathan that says the our American friends. And it's just a play at them because it's an entire group of Americans versus the fact because they say something about what well, we also have an American and it, right. and it's, okay. it, it's Rick and you know they almost hey uh, we've almost been to Hominoptera too oh yeah he had, you know we have a guide and you find out it's the we um you know you remembered his name uh the Weasley dude well Benny 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 uh cuz Benny is their guide and then uh Rick is of course you know Evelyn and uh Jonathan's guide yeah that's still one thing i do like about this is the the the, the two comedic um reliefs here benny and jonathan they both play for different sides but they both have like 
these same motives. They, you know, they're, they're oh, in yeah. it for themselves. Definitely. Uh, so I really like both characters. Uh, the one scene that I completely forgot about and I still laughed at was when Rick goes after Benny, uh, in, was in the ship at some point. Yeah. At some point he grabs like a chair and just throws it at him. Oh yeah. That's, uh, oh, during the, funny. that's during the part during when the ship is being burnt. And it's going right. down, yeah. He he throws that chair. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. I love when they get out and like literally he they they're like uh, on each side of the river and Benny's like, "Hey, oh Carly, I looks like I've got all the horses." And he's like, "Hey Benny, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river." <laughs> Yeah, what what do you think about um uh, Rick as a character in this one? I uh what Brendan Fraser's like portrayal of him. I I enjoy it. Uh to be honest with you, it, it's my wife's favorite, but I I really do enjoy it. I've watched it enough times I actually think it's fun. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Uh I think it's one of Brandon Fraser's actually one of his best roles actually. I think he did a fantastic job uh in this film. I think everybody really did. I think overall it's a very fun film and it's really enjoyable. And I think everybody really did a great job. Yeah. You know, um, I do like, I, I did like the first mummy. And as, uh, as far as I remember, I did like the second one, though they did add a kid to, no. Yeah. The second one the, is where after they have, have been uh, married and they have a son and the premise is, well, no, 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 wait. Yeah, it is because he gets that stupid band on his arm. Right. Yeah, yeah, because the mummy does return in that one. Yeah, the mummy returns because the third one's got Jet Lee. Yeah. Now the fourth one's got Jet Lee. Okay, the third one is is the third Scorpion one King? Sca- Scorpion King. I think that might be it, or is this the second one have to oh, do gosh, with the Scorpion King? Yeah, you know, there, there's four movies. I, I think. Oh no, there's four Scorpion King movies. There's three mummy movies. Yeah, I think the second one has the Scorpion King. I think. Yeah, I want to say the second one introduces. Has the, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it, it introduces, introduces the Scorpion King. King at the end of it, and then the last one, yeah, it has Jet Li in it, uh, which is the Emperor. And, and they switch out uh, Evie. Mm-hmm. They do. They do, which I'm not a big fan of. I, I don't like recasts. I don't either, especially in a trilogy series. I'm like, what? I'm looking at you, Back to the Future. Yeah, I'm looking at you. <laughs> looking at you. Uh, come on now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know much big on the recast in there, but... Aside from that, like the first two, I actually really enjoy. I mean, they're just stupid fun. They really are. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I don't know what he's done lately, but I I didn't check out Van Helsing, uh, which I think was not a continuation, but you know, um, in the very similar tone that that, that he took with Mummy. You know, it, it's yeah. got like some scientific aspects to it, some uh, unique uh, technology. Uh, in that one as well. I don't Have know, you seen man. Van Helsing? No, no, I haven't. Uh, the only, the last okay. thing I saw with, uh, Brendan Fra- the last thing I can remember with Brendan Fraser in it is Looney Tunes. Oh, no, no, no. This, this one is just directed by Stephen Summers. It, it had, uh, Hugh Jackman playing Van oh, Helsing. Oh, 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 that one. Yes. Yes. I did see that Van Helsing. I was like, I thought we were still talking about Brendan Fraser for no, a minute. No, I was like, uh, well, I don't remember him in a Van Helsing movie. I remember Hugh Jackman, but I remember him in Looney Tunes. <laughs> Yeah. Which was terrible. My, one of my sons, it really, but it was one of my son's favorites. It's okay. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> well, for kids. For, it's okay for kids. I love the Looney Tunes. Don't get me wrong. I love the Looney Tunes. And, uh, I thought it was okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm being mean when I say terrible, but it, it literally, it was, <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't too bad. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the mummy here. There, there was another scene that uh, I, I kind of really liked that both movies did, and it's the whole uh, uh, pool. Which uh, yes. I, I got to mention that uh, in nineteen the the nineteen thirty two movie they do this a little bit more, or uh, Emotep does this more, where he like uses this. Um, it's kind of like a magic mirror, like in. Snow White? Snow White? Yes, yes. Snow White, right? Snow White. But he's got this magical pool that he can... It's like his crystal... Uh, crystal it's like bowl, a port calls. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's killing folk, you know, like, through that. Um, something kind of similar to the 99 version. Kind of like where, Snow White. Kind of, yeah, I guess so. You're... you're <laughs> Maybe that's where the inspiration comes from. Oh, but, that's terrible! It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I like how uh, the 1932 version uh, kind of uses like uh, like a mind slave one at a time, but then in the 99 version, just because it's bigger, more action, he makes like this whole population into like like his zombies. Ah, I don't remember him making a whole population into his zombies. Like literally, I thought it was more like he basically kind of took over when he came in because he like killed most of that gang that all had come in and taken his organs and everything. And then like, I don't remember it. Like most of it, he just seems to like, it's him for the most part. And then the people he convinces to follow him. It's, it's the, the part where, um, he goes after somebody else. Wait, the I only time I see him really, scenes. the only time I can think of that he really puts someone under a spell is like an actual like mind trance is when he does Evelyn there at that one point. Oh, there, no, there, there was like a huge group of people that like their eyes were all weird looking and stuff. Oh, I, th- um, I must be brain farting. All right. Well, I mean, there's one thing like what one of the big differences that I actually really enjoy about this uh film is where Ardeth uh, Bay, the new Ardeth Bay, uh, actually is talking to Rick and, uh, you know, they find out that he has that tattoo on his arm where he is one of the special warriors and uh, he is destined to uh, defeat the mummy and, you know, I guess be with Evelyn and all that good shit. And uh at this point, he goes from just a guy doing his job and kind of in love with this woman to, I am now a superhero. Yeah, a little convenient, but, you know, uh, that's kind of been his, um, you know, his character throughout this movie. You know, I, I we, we didn't really talk about how Rick and Evie first met, you know, where he's in jail. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he knows how to get to that one city we have a hard time pronouncing. Uh, Hamanatra. 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 So, He's like, here, come here real quick. He gives, he steals that kiss from her. He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's a fun scene. Um, you know, one thing is, uh, Ardeth Bay, I think it's very interesting that, uh, Imhotep kind of goes by that moniker in the 32 version, but in 1999, it's, he's a completely different character. You know, like he, like you said, he's like the chieftain of this group that kind of, uh, keeps other people away from, from this area. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a very stark contrast. Like I said, in this movie, there are some things that they actually tried to, uh, kind of pull and use as far as visually. But as far as the stories go, uh, other than the names like Imahotep and like Aksunamon and, uh, the Hamanoptera thing because of the fact that, I mean, th- this was actually, I think, part of actual Egyptian like lore and all of that yeah. anyway. So aside from that, like literally and the artist Bay, it's so different. It is so different. There's literally not a whole lot of actual like 
similarity between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess uh, let's kind of wrap it up with talking about Helen and uh, Evelyn here. Uh, so we find out that Helen, she actually turns out to be the uh, reincarnation of uh, that, that love interest. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. she rejects, you know, Imhotep's love. It just wants to continue living her life. Uh, Evelyn, uh, she doesn't want to be sacrificed and then later turns out to be the reincarnation of uh, Nefer- Nefertiti, Nefer- Nefertiri. Yeah. Nefertiri? Is that sound right? (laughs) Probably. Uh, Yeah, she ends up, uh, she is the other uh, girl. She's not actually Exunamon. She was the, uh, oh, Nefertiti? Yeah. Is that actually, yeah, Nefertiti? Nefertiti or Nefertiri? Uh, I can't remember if it's Titi or Tiri. I feel like it's Titi because I I think like, you know, they could have changed it for the movie. Well, I know the actual pronunciation of it is Nefertiti, right? Uh, but yeah, just because minor, uh, differences there, but I feel that kind of like, they, they kind of touch on that a little bit more in the mummy, mm-hmm. mummy returns, uh, you know, where we get like a, yeah, that's major where they flashbacks. really kind of get into it, where you get into the major flashback, f- major flashbacks of, uh, Exunumon and Epertiti and them actually like fight, you know, doing the show fighting for everybody with the axes and size and things. So, uh, you know, that's actually very interesting. Very interesting. Actually, a lot of fun too. Um, but no, yeah, the 1932 and the 99 versions, the way they end are, I, well, I give them that similarity. The guy gets the girl. Yeah. Yeah. He, the guy gets the girl. A different Whereas guy. 1932, <laughs> it literally, yeah, two different guys, same girl. Uh, what about how literally the, um, uh, Zeta from the ninety, the thirty-two version, and um, Rachel, White. Rachel, yeah, Rachel from the actual ninety-nine version, they kind of are very similar looking. A little bit, and uh, you know, I it, it makes sense because they're both supposed to be like you know part Egyptian in, in the movie. So well, I, that is true. With but the like, literally, I hair. was like, man, they. Uh, I'll, well, not only literally, I, I thought about this while I was watching it because I never thought about it uh, earlier. But when I was looking at the ninety, the thirty-two version, I was like, "Man, they kind of really went out of their way to kind of find a girl that looked very similar to Zeta <laughs> in the ninety-nine version." I'm like, they, "Rachel Wise, they like, holy crap, those they nailed it." Yeah, this was probably one of her earlier films, right? As far as uh, um, one of I her more so, memorable actually. roles early on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think like the next time I see her is probably Enemy at the Gates. You know, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. See, so um, now, you know, obviously the there, there's a 2017 version of the Mummy that's coming out. But what we do uh, on original remake is uh, at the end, how we wrap up is talking about like our own remake. You know, as far as directors, uh, oh, okay. you know, like right. tone, story, perhaps, or uh, even uh, recasting. But uh, who? Do, what kind of tone do you think? There's a, a a different mummy movie should take, kind of go back to the suspenseful kind of thing. Oh yeah, if if I was to remake the mummy, um, uh, I would definitely go with a whole lot more mind, uh, you know, like suspense on the whole thing. Little little touches of gore here and there, because I mean it's a mummy, you know. I mean just as he like 
as the mummy attacks you and shit. But for the most part, I would go totally suspense on this because that that's really what you should be getting with uh, a mummy film because it really is a whole mental game with a mummy. Let, let me ask you this: Are you familiar with uh, I, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but Fetty uh, Alvarez, the director? Betty Alvarez, uh, you'd have to name something off he has done. He remade uh, Evil Dead and also came out with Don't Breathe. Oh. Oh. Did you see Don't Breathe? Mm. My thing is here, I'm like, Don't don't Breathe actually all right. Yeah, I, I like to find right. a bit. Like, I was like on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with Don't Breathe, but the Evil Dead remake, on the other hand, is... It didn't have any suspense to me, really. Okay. Like, literally, to me, when I watched it, it, it just seemed all gore. The When I was watching it, that's all I could think. I was like, man, this is honestly one of the best gore movies I've seen in a while. But uh, it just didn't have a lot of suspense for me in, in the sense that maybe it was just because, you know, I really enjoy the Evil Dead series. And uh, I kept waiting for, like, an actual, in, uh, a definite, like, lead character uh, to jump out and they changed like the lead character three times through the movie. And then you turn around and the movie ends three times. Yeah. And I was like, man, I realized there are three movies in the evil dead series, but this is just too much for me. I mean, I, I couldn't take it. I, by the time, by the time it finally ended, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we had to throw every goddamn ending in here that we could. First we do the burial and death, then we do like the other part, uh, the raining blood, and then we now we finally get to the part where she has a chainsaw and cuts this thing in half. Eat this, bitch! Yeah, I I, I liked it for what it's worth, but I no, I mean yeah, it, yeah. it's not like terrible, no, but no. as far as like an actual remake to me for for the Evil Dead series, I was just like. And it's going to go low on the totem pole. Yeah, I think a lot of people were also kind of like uh, disappointed because I think people were being sold on it, uh, you know, being maybe not a loose remake, but not like a shot for shot. But it kind of almost was, you know, it was way yeah. too similar, uh, which, you know, shameless plug. But we did an episode here uh, covering those two movies. Check it out. Everybody watch there. You need to check out that episode. Yeah, I, I do like check me some out. Jane Levy, though. Uh, she, she's, oh, she's quite yeah. something, uh, up and comer perhaps, but, uh, that's who I would go with, uh, for directing, uh, cause I, I feel okay, with don't okay. breathe, uh, and th- that's a little bit more fresh in my I mind. Mean, I, I, I would be, I'd be open to it. I would be open to it with, because of don't breathe. Uh, it, now if he'd only done the evil dead, I would honestly have to argue with you about oh, that. Oh, I wouldn't I'd have even like, oh, I don't know thought about of him, this. honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of him based on evil dead, but, uh, I just remember watching Don't Breathe and I'm just like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know, I don't want to spoil anything for that movie, but, uh, I, I thought that was pretty suspenseful, uh, in, in my opinion. I was actually very surprised how much I liked it. So I was thinking about someone like him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it needs to be action. I don't think there needs to be a war going on. I need, I think, uh, I think suspense. I don't think there needs to be any extra stuff to it. I think archaeological dig is fine. Like here it is. We have a group. They've, uh, we have, we can start out with the fact that they've already found Hominoptera kind of like they did with, uh, the original 32 version. Right. I mean, they had already found, uh, we started off with them at Hominoptera, so it's already dug up. I mean, we can start there. No need to, to add a bunch of extra flash at the beginning, really. What about a lead? Uh, but I mean, mm, 
a lead. Now, who would be good right about now? Who would who would be a solid Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds, he's he's a bankable guy for sure. He's he'd be a bankable guy on that, I think. What about, um, you know, what about uh, what about but Tom Hardy? At the Hardy? same time, I don't know. Uh, but then again, I was like, maybe Tom Hardy, because honestly, I love Ryan, but I don't know if he could do. Well, no, I don't know. You, you get Ryan Reynolds, you're going to get more like a, like a Brendan Fraser, you know, like in 99, I feel. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking, because I thought about that only horror movie I can think of him being in just necessarily. Because he can do like just straight up like a dramatic role, but that Omniville horror movie, God, I didn't much care for that. Which one? Uh, you remember, I think, I think that's what it was. The Omniville horror that they redid and, uh, it stars, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you're right. I, I didn't see that one. No, I watched it and uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not like really good though. It's not, it's not good. I, I didn't, I didn't care so much for the original. That's why I didn't watch that remake. Ah, like, okay. Well, it, the Margot good Kidder reason. movie. Damn yeah. good reason. Okay. Uh, but Tom Hardy, maybe. Yeah. I, I, Possibly. It, Tom Hardy. Uh, as long as there's no Bane voices, or, <laughs> right? No, I hope, gotta hope or not. a lot of incessant grunting, then we'll be all right. Uh, I, I think that would actually work pretty smooth. Uh, as far as an actual female lead in that, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm like really, really trying to think. I'm like, who could honestly be? Evelyn? I obviously want to avoid like your, um, you know, the the obvious uh, Margot Robbie's and. Um, yeah, that's Emma what Stone, I'm saying. Jessica Chastain, because we overuse them on this show. Like, I, I feel like we knew, we recycle like the same five actors like, and actresses. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we used Tom Hardy. We like Michael Shannon is like usually our number one. Oh, let's just throw Michael Shannon in this one. But um, yeah, I think Tom Hardy would be a good solid lead uh, for a mummy movie. So while we're still kind of thinking on a female lead, what about like somebody to play the mummy? Ooh, now that that would be something interesting. Somebody with it? like a like a presence, like we need, like we, we've we've already done the Rock, you know, in Scorpion King. Let's you know, let's not bring him back because he's doing all the remakes right now. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know that, I, I don't know if I could stand to see Rock in another remake like that. I mean, right now Rock is the hottest name in uh in, in Hollywood. I guess he is a Hollywood god at the moment. Yeah, uh, they're putting him in everything, and I'm like, man, I love The Rock, but I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of anybody with like, uh, uh, like some kind of presence without having shit. We could just do Michael Shannon as the, <laughs> as the mummy. I thought about, I thought about that. I was like, man, he's got a pretty good presence as far he as does. things like that go. But uh, no, I'm really too. trying to. Oh man, dig a little bit out, outside good. the box. I'm trying to. I, I want somebody. I don't want just somebody. All right, so we're gonna cast Sam Jackson. As the mummy, okay, and he's gonna he's gonna yell motherfucker uh, at least time. fifty times in, in Egyptian or uh, Egyptian. Okay. <laughs> gonna be constant like Egyptian it. motherfucker. Um, what about uh, you, you know Hugh Jackman is no longer playing Wolverine. Can he be in this movie doing something? Can he be the lead? I think it. I man, you know what? I, if I was to see if I was to see Hugh Jackman in this movie, you know where I want to see him? Huh. Uh, Ardeth. Okay, the new Ardeth Bay. Yeah, I want to see him as the new Ardeth Bay. That's who I want to see him as. Uh, I think that which, would be Which nice. version of Ardeth Bay I, since both movies? I want the second version. You want the second version. Okay, okay. He's, I want the second he's version. He's going to be the where, guy from uh, there. A little, maybe tone it down a little bit from what it was in that movie, but still he like, 
you can still have him as like the secret, uh, the, the head of this secret organization, but it doesn't have to be as big a flash and, you know, the big black suits and everything, you know, robes and everything like it was in that. Like literally, you know, he could be like, he's part of the expedition party doing this. And he's in the mix of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's not, like, the lead. Do we have any uh, levity from a character like a Benny or a Jonathan uh, in this movie? Oh, um... Because we got a lot of suspense. What what, what about for some levity there? Uh, Oh, what's, uh, what is, I always forget his name, um... Who is the young man that um, is in Scott Pilgrim Saves the World? And, Michael Sarah uh, or versus the world. Michael Sarah. That's it. Michael Sarah. I want to see Michael Sarah as Benny. Okay, <laughs> I like that. I like Michael Sarah. Okay, I can see that. He was he's pretty good. Uh, and that, uh, uh, this is the end. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, now I'm, trying, I'm still trying to put it like, who would be a good actress? That's who I've been trying oh, to right. think yeah, this we entire do keep time. About them. Um, Her. I'm trying to think of uh someone someone okay, someone who, that really, would really we're still going fit with Tom in. Hardy, right? So we're yeah, Tom Hardy, late 20s, I want a nice twenties and thirties cross. I'm late twenties, thirties, somewhere right in there. Kind of, I got one. Relatively, I got, I got, if, if we want, they don't even have to be well known. Uh, well, I, I got somebody. If we're not trying, I mean, if we're trying to kind of keep keep the same like perhaps like a, some kind of Egyptian ancestry so and I'm not saying this person looks ethnic I, I'm saying like the dark hair brown eyes what about let's let's dig her out of the grave Christina Ricci Christina Ricci may, mm, too old maybe I, I she might be too old at this point though um, I, I feel like she was she's probably got like mid to late 30s but right then now. again she has like but she has that look about her that she still looks Young. Cause what was that TV show she was in? Wasn't it like some kind of like uh, uh, Pan America TV show or something? She was look, looking pretty yeah, good there. Yeah, she uh, she was looking really good. I mean, honestly, I, I I saw a picture of her. She was on that show. She had the blonde hair, and uh, she looks really pretty. But I, I still like her better with the dark hair. Oh, did you ever see that the Photoshop hair? of her as Morticia? No, I didn't. Oh, you need to look that up. Like, uh, I, I think it got people excited thinking that she was going to play Morticia in a reboot or something. But, uh, somebody, like, photoshopped her face on a Morticia body. Look, look good there. She looks real good. Oh, that would be, yeah, I need to check that out. Um, that's who I want. Her. Rosario Dawson. Oh, well, you know what? She was in Alexander. I know it's a completely different movie, but I don't know. But, you know, thinking of her wearing, like, a, a very similar type of, uh, but it could be me being not really a uh, Rosario Dawson fan. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be. Uh, hmm. What about Carrie Washington? I like that. I like her more than Rosario Dawson, for sure. You know what? I would go, I would totally go with Carrie Washington. Look, looking... Now and thinking about this, that that's going to be my pick. I'm going Carrie Washington. Tom I would Hardy, I would love to see her. Tom Hardy, Carrie Washington. Then we got uh, Hugh Jackman, Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, and Samuel Jackson. Yes, that's that's a good cast. I, uh, I think we got a winner. It. We got a winner. <laughs> I think so too. All right, all right, I think, Hollywood. I think, I think that's money. <laughs> that, that's that's just give us a little percentage uh, our way. That's right, yeah. man. Just cut me a couple dollars. Just cut me a few stacks. Yeah. Just slide me a few stacks, and I'll be all right. Yeah. So, so that's it. Uh, um, John, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, man. This was a lot of fun, especially. Uh, yeah, the re- man. Always the awesome. 
<laughs> it was fucking great. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, man. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and like I said, I'm looking forward to, uh, doing the other shows that we have lined up as well. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, why don't you, uh, again, tell the listeners where they can find, um, your show, where they can find you online and maybe, uh, an episode they can start off with, uh, you know, should they check it out? All right. Um, to be honest with you, uh, you can find us at Nylon Tech Pod on Twitter. You can also find me at Descent into Nerd on Twitter and JLaw at JLaws the Day on Twitter. Uh, I have the show at nowintechpod.weebly.com where you can find all the episodes plus the side shows. Uh, the other one's Descent into Nerd. And if you are looking to figure out what either show is about, I just released episode four on uh, the Descent. Uh, that's a good one if you just want to hear us like blabber on about banter uh and it, but if you want to get a good feel of what the main show is about like episode two is really good uh you can definitely check that out uh that's that's kind of really where we go with all this and then uh nit a good one to start with is episode one or episode three well you know those what, are what about definitely this, good uh... ones to start with or episode two any one of the first three is definitely a good one to start with I, I think uh, for anybody that's a fan of original remake, should also check out your your coverage of uh, Katie Elder, uh, the sons oh, of yes. Katie Elder um, and Four Brothers, which we also did. Uh, yeah, y'all did that, and then uh, me and uh, Super Movie Day, yeah, actually did uh, the sons of uh, the sons of Katie Elder and Four Brothers, which had a great time on that. That was really fun. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, now, uh, there's, uh, I'm going to give out one last shout out because, uh, I'm just, I'm shamelessly plugging this. Uh, NIT and, uh, Super Movie Dave and a number of other great podcasts are now together on a uh, network called Movie Pod Squad Network. And, uh, you can find, uh, me and, uh, Dave and all of these other fantastic shows on, uh, at moviepodsquad.com and you can also follow it at moviepodsquad on Twitter and of course every one of these has a Facebook just type in each one of the names on Facebook and you will find the pages a bunch of great guys you know we're you know they're obviously all friends of the show with Podstalgic and also um well yeah Podstalgic uh, with me so uh yes, yeah we've definitely. we've all collaborated and cross promoted and all that good stuff but for anybody that wants to find me you can find me at Podstalgic on Twitter and Instagram uh for my co-host Mike who's not here if you want to get a hold of him he's at War Machine Horse and you can find his show War Machine versus War Horse at followingfilms.com and obviously Stitcher Google Play and uh iTunes as as well as for me so John thanks again for coming on the show we'll uh, definitely got to get you back on uh for some of these uh, other old school gems yeah, that you, man. you like definitely watching would be awesome definitely would be awesome man all right so uh next week uh mike should be back and uh we'll kind of get the gang back together again uh the whole two of us so uh thank <laughs> you guys all for listening and uh, if you've got a couple minutes please consider leaving us an itunes review uh that will really help out the show so thanks again guys uh, we'll see you later cheers